So what are you afraid of? We heard a few examples in the kids' talk. You might be afraid of everything. You might be afraid of spiders in the dark, mice in your bed, or might be other things. What do you worry about late at night? What is it that you fear losing the most? And what news are you waiting on to give you relief, to give you peace and help? Well, I might not look like a fearful person at this moment. Maybe you think, probably think I've got it all together. After all, I'm standing up here talking to you. Well, not quite. Far from it, in fact. My wife and I recently had nine months to prepare for a certain event. And we were excited as this due date grew near. The due date came and went. And then four days later things started to happen. It was all going well to begin with. I mean, at least I thought so. Alyssa might disagree with me there as labour came on. But after a while, Bub's was, heart was going up and down. The doctor was concerned and I could tell something wasn't right since the doctor was just kind of hovering there, keeping an eye on things. I won't go into all the details. If We can talk more later if you want. But the doctor knew, and as things continue, that something wasn't right and then recommended an emergency C-section for the safety of our unborn baby. Wouldn't Alyssa and the baby be okay? What if there were complications? How would I handle this whole situation? Not being able to do anything, just sitting back watching. Well, to cut a long story short, we were waiting on this, the safe, the news of a safe arrival. It's a girl and the sound of our newborn baby, Acacia, crying. And although it wasn't smooth sailing, with Alyssa losing a lot of blood in the process, in this situation, the good news drove out that immediate pressing fear. We've all got fears, haven't we? Maybe you minimise them, ignore them, hope they'll go away, push them aside. Or maybe you magnify them. Maybe you're afraid of everything. And some things are common for us, like worrying about money or the world, the world news. Or others not so much, like being terrified of the next meteor strike but we we us all of us need to hear good news not just short-term situational answers but a deep lasting message of joy and peace something that's able to drive out all of our fears as you no doubt very aware it's getting quite close to christmas And at this time of the year, we often sing certain songs, don't we? Christmas carols, or you maybe hear them in the shops. We celebrate these carols, these songs, often were written to celebrate an event that took place many years ago. And today we're going to be thinking a little bit about one of my favourites, Joy to the World. And how 
this news of joy can drive out fear. And we're looking at Luke chapter 2, particularly just in the middle of that section we read, verses 10 to 12. But let me just give some background to this part of the Bible. So the gospel or good news account of Luke was written by the doctor historian Luke. He set out to give an orderly account to Theophilus so that the reader, whether first century Middle East or Bendigo 2023, could have certainty concerning the things that they had been taught. At this point in the events, John the Baptist and Jesus have both been born in fairly unusual circumstances. John was born to an elderly couple, well beyond the childbearing age, and Jesus was born to a virgin, Mary. How were these things possible? Well, the God of the impossible was at work. So we come to chapter 2, verse 8. And we meet some shepherds, ordinary, everyday blokes at work, just minding their own business, when out of nowhere, a messenger from God appears. Now you're probably thinking, that's ridiculous. Angels, that, that could never happen. I haven't seen that. Well, that's exactly what the, what the shepherds are thinking too. They're shocked, terrified. They definitely weren't expecting to meet an angel in the field that night when they set out to work. This isn't just an everyday event. Maybe we get a bit accustomed to it. We get a bit used to it, hearing the story over and over. These things don't happen every day. Here is an extraordinary encounter with a messenger from God. So the angel brings them news. A message of joy. This news even leads to heaven breaking into song, a cosmic display of praise. And we're going to look at this message. And even though we're not faced, we're not in that exact same situation as the shepherds were meeting an angel in the field and the multitude of heavenly hosts. God's word speaks to us now just as much as does to those shepherds back then. And this morning, as we think about how this good news drives out our fears, I want us to see that there's three ways we're told not to fear in this little passage. Firstly, that this good news is for all. Joy to the world. And secondly, what the good news is about. A saviour, Christ the Lord, reigning. And thirdly, that the evidence is there if you will look and see. So the first way we're told not to fear is pretty direct, fairly blunt. Don't fear. The good news for all people is here. In verse 10, the angel says to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Have you ever wondered why God tells us not to fear so often? It's actually one of the most common 
commands in the Bible. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not despair. I think it's because we do fear, don't we? And we need to be reminded over and over and over not to. Put yourself in the shepherd's shoes that night. They've just seen a supernatural event and we're told, don't be afraid. It's all right. I don't know if that would have been enough to ease my concerns of what was going on at that point. Hopefully there's some more to it than just don't be afraid. Well, good news of great joy has come. Driving out all fear. But not just to those who were expecting it. Like we heard in the kids' talk. Like the Jewish scholars who'd read about all this in the Old Testament. They weren't the first ones to hear. In previous times, God spoke primarily to his chosen people, the Jews. But now the whole world would be given the chance to receive this good news. Whatever background, language, culture, family history, tradition, or social status, you're invited to listen and hear this message of joy. It's not just for the people in this room on a Sunday or those with a Christian background. The first people to hear and spread this message were shepherds, farmers, the religious elite, the kings, the rich weren't even notified. Christianity isn't just about fitting in, looking the same, or conforming to a new subculture. But what is it about? There's, there's, we've been talking about this good news, this message of joy. What actually is it? So first we've been told not to fear. There's, there's good news for all the people. Which leads on to our second point. Expanding our reasons not to be anxious. This is the message. Don't fear. A saviour. Christ the Lord has come near. The angel continues with this message to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. This is the good news. A Saviour has been born, who is Christ, which means chosen one of God, and the Lord, which means ruler or king. Well, why is this good news? How does this help us with our fears? Let's see now briefly as we look at each of these names or titles that are given to Jesus. Don't fear, you have a saviour. Jesus is the saving one. He's come to save you from the grip of darkness and death that hangs over us all. Are you afraid of death? For yourself or for a loved one? Worried about how life will end. It's 
pretty reasonable concern to have. It's coming to all of us. But what does Jesus say to this? He shows deliverance from death. He raises Lazarus. Raises Jairus' daughter. The widow's son. Jesus speaks peace to our fearful hearts. Death does not have the last word anymore. We see this in his triumphant resurrection from a gruesome crucifixion. And while we're not promised a pain-free life, if we trust in Jesus, death in our place, we're reassured that he will save us from death's final say over us. We will be raised to new life with him. Don't fear, you have Christ, the Messiah. As Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, explains back in Luke chapter 1, Israel had been waiting centuries for the Christ, God's chosen one to appear. You can see in Matthew chapter 1, the family history of Jesus, warts and all. Many, many people had spent their whole lives waiting for God's Messiah to come. And no doubt many thought he'd forgotten the plan to save his people as they were waiting so long. But having the Christ shows you that God always has a plan. I so often worry or get anxious because I don't know what's ahead. Wondering what God is doing. Or getting frustrated when my plans don't turn out how I thought, how I wanted. Even when we can't see what God is doing in our lives, we can be sure that he will come through. Because Jesus promises you that he is your shepherd and that no one can snatch you out of his hand if you are his. Don't fear, you have a Lord, a King. Jesus comes to earth and in doing so embodies the kingdom of God. As the king of this new kingdom, he displays authority over nature, sickness, death and material need, hunger. But we might not think about this kingdom much because we can't see it. It's the spiritual realm, the world. We're going to think a little bit more about this next week on uh, New Year's Eve in Luke chapter 4. In everything we do, though, we're spiritual beings. We're either coming under the authority of God's kingdom or the kingdom of this world. Both are spiritual. One is ruled by fear and the other by mercy and grace. As subjects of God's kingdom, you're promised protection and peace. Not as worldly kingdoms show us, where selfish or oppressive rulers lord it over their people. But having a king who humbles himself lower than a servant to be born as a baby in our world. 
Will you respond to this king with your trust, with your allegiance? Faith isn't about just a blind trust in someone, but about choosing sides. When you're tempted to try and build your own kingdom, trying to control all the variables of life, worrying and fearful at the prospect of your own failures, are you doubting Jesus at his word? thinking that your plans are better, that you know best? Or will you trust Jesus as your king and come under his kingdom authority, knowing the security of a relationship with the Lord of hosts, the King of kings? So first we've thought about being told not to fear that the good news is here and second we looked at the substance of this good news and saw three reasons and there's many more in the bible if you want to keep looking or keep talking about it after the service three reasons we have not to fear finally let's see how this message is trustworthy why we should believe it so don't fear the proof is there and it's clear This final point is that we can trust the events that this message refers to. The angels conclude this good news by saying, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. What could this little verse say to us and our fears? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not too keen to believe in something without any evidence. Just as well now, we've got Google for that quick fact check. But maybe you're new to Christianity. Let me just say, you're very welcome here. We're so glad to have you with us. And every week we have people joining us who are exploring who Jesus is and what he's, and whether what he's done and how that makes a difference to your life. Well, you're probably wondering, how does all this apply to you? Well, this verse and many others in the Bible are here to show us that this message is trustworthy. When the shepherds got to where Jesus was born, it was just as the angel had told them. They could have confidence in the good news that was told to them because it wasn't just a nice story it wasn't just a a fable or a parable or a myth it really happened and here today you'll find many other people who are also convinced that this good news is really true and who could tell you how that has changed their lives For the shepherds, maybe they weren't sure whether they could trust this message. It was all a bit full on. What happened? Did I just, did they just, you know, have a hallucination? But here's a sign go over there and see for yourself. The evidence is there. These things took place in history where people saw it, wrote it down 
experienced it and passed it on to others. The evidence is there if you're not sure where you sit with Jesus. Can I encourage you to look into it? Ask the hard questions. What a great time to do this at Christmas. It's not just all about the presents, the food, the family, the get-togethers. It's a time we can remember Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, being born into this world 2,000 years ago to make all the difference to your life today. Knowing that Jesus is trustworthy, the Bible isn't just a fairy tale. It's a great comfort to ease your fear. When you read the promises given in these pages, when you hear Jesus speak words of life and love to you, and when you see the unfolding plan of God's faithfulness over the ages, thousands of years, and when you receive this message for yourself, you can't help but be thankful. Like those shepherds were, giving praise and worship to God. This is an active expression of your identity as a subject, as a member, coming under King Jesus. Turning your focus away from yourself towards the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you join with the angel chorus and sing glory to God, you'll know the peace that battles against the anxieties of this world. A peace that is a flourishing of life. A renewed relationship with your perfect Father in heaven. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Don't fear. Good news for all is here. A saviour, Christ the Lord, has come near. And the proof is there, it's clear. Do you know this really good news of Christmas that drives out fear and worry? Maybe not all at once in a fanfare, but little by little, bit by bit, as you trust in God's Saviour, Jesus Christ. This King Jesus is making us into a people not shaped by fear, but growing together in mercy, love and grace. As we speak this message of good news to ourselves, to each other and to those around us, pointing away from this short-term worldly kingdom, towards the eternal, magnificent kingdom of God that will truly bring joy to your world. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you, that we have not been left alone with our fears in this world, but that you have sent your Son, Jesus, to make all the difference by providing a way to be restored to you and know your presence with us every moment. Forgive us our self-centred concerns and help us to come to you with our needs, knowing that you care. This Christmas, may we remember the greatest gift we've been given, 
a gift that causes us to sing with great joy, a gift that casts out all our fear, the gift of Jesus himself, our Saviour, Messiah and King. Help us to respond to your great gift of undeserved love, caring for those around us with the love that you have first shown to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.